0: For all of you that have been watching The Marie Kondo Show and have subscribed to her methodologies, today I'm going to introduce you to the Twin Cities' own Marie Kondo, who knows more and has been doing it longer than Marie Kondo herself.
1: Welcome to Change Agents. Brought to you by Lisa Dunn with Remax Results. Lisa is a licensed real estate agent and senior real estate specialist in the state of Minnesota. Lisa works with older adults to help them upsize and downsize. And now, here's Lisa Dunn.
0: Welcome to the show. With me, as always, is my friend and producer here at Minnesota Podcasting, Marshall Saunders. Hi, Lisa. How are you? I am great. Thank you. How are you? Very
2: good. It's a beautiful good. day.
0: Man, I am so thankful that there's no snow on the ground. I can't even <laughs> tell you. <laughs> that
2: would be really
0: depressing. Yeah, You're
3: right. <laughs> and we don't have to wear 40 pounds of clothing. Yes, right. during a few
0: months of the year anyways. <laughs> so that voice that you heard is my friend Marshall. Maureen, who is here from Sendin Maureen, I have known Maureen for, we were talking before the show and we think we've known each other for at least 10 years, but I'm willing to bet that it's longer than that. And I have had the pleasure of working with Maureen and sending a number of of my clients to her that needed their help. And these are clients who were moving, of course, Mm -hmm. and got stuck because they had too much stuff and didn't know what to do with it. And Maureen has been a professional organizer uh, since 2006, and in recent months has had to change some of her business practices to working with people virtually. So fortunately, we have her live and in person here in the studio today. Welcome, Maureen. Oh, thanks for having me, Lisa. (laughs) I'm so excited to see you. I haven't seen Maureen in a very long time, so to be able to see her face-to-face, I feel like we've got a celebrity here with us today. (laughs) Pretty cool. (laughs) Not quite. (laughs) So, Maureen, can we start by just talking about how do I know if I need an organizer?
3: If you're having trouble getting through your things without much progress, you can be working on it, you know, for months, but you seem to be going in circles. You might have a well-meaning uh, family member or friend that wants to help you, but it's not quite working out or you don't want their help. Working with a professional organizer is going to make everything go quicker and you'll have more lasting progress.
0: What are some of the things that you have seen people get stuck on? So when people are working with a, in, our, in their closet and they're not making a lot of progress, how do you help keep them moving along? Oh, we take
3: baby steps. (laughs) I had a client uh, whose husband said, you know, Maureen is one of the bossiest, nicest women I've ever met. It doesn't mean I come in full bore and throw all your stuff away. It means we talk ahead of time and have a loose plan And then once we get hands-on, I'm very patient. And you will not have to throw away anything you don't want to. But we keep in mind, if you're moving, what do you want to take with you? And it's not like those organizing shows. Those shows are not like it is in real life. Lots of drama and tears and regret. (laughs) You know, most organizers would agree with me that uh, that's a poor uh, representation of professional organizing. But back to your question about throwing things away, my rule is if you really use it, keep it. If you really love it, keep it.
0: Those are great rules of thumb, and I think a lot of times what happens is we pack things down in our basement, mm-hmm. we put a box on it, and think, I'll just get back to this later. Right. Or, oh— or we have that room. Have you do you have that room?
2: I have an attic. Oh, so yes. a room,
0: the rafters of your garage. It's the place where you put things because <laughs> right. you don't want to deal with it at the time, right? Christ. I'll get back to it. It's delayed decision making yes. and
3: the new phrase is decision fatigue.
2: Oh yeah. You There's know so many decisions.
3: And that's why when we work together, I don't push. You know, if somebody's been making decisions the whole three hours, I'm there. Holy cow,
0: their mind is mush. Because it really is. Every time you pick up an item, you have to make a decision about it. And once you've done that a few hundred times within three hours, that's exhausting. It is. So if you
3: only can do an hour, that's understandable.
2: Well, especially when they're the emotional decision. They're they're not just... You know, two plus two equals oh, four. No. This is like, do you want to keep something that means something to you? Do you want to keep that in your life or not? That's a big decision, even if it's a small knick-knack. By the time you're, you know, cleaned off the top of your piano, you're you're through 20 major decisions in Isn't life. that right?
3: And, you know, we're all tied emotionally to some things. Um, I had a client who she just loved her uncle who'd recently died. And, of course, you want to keep some— memorabilia. She kept his furniture, and I recommended keep one thing. That will remind you of your favorite uncle. To double up furniture in your house, your uncle won't even be seen. There's too much.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Being selective about the memories that we keep makes What we keep just that much more meaningful. Isn't that right? Yes. You know, we were talking about Marie Kondo before we started recording today. Mm -hmm. And you said something just a minute ago, Maureen, about how those organizing shows, the way that they are presented on TV just isn't real life. I know a thing or two about that yeah, because right. and Marshall's <laughs> nodding because HGTV and these real estate let's just go look at three homes and quit, hurry up and right. make an offer that you see on TV. Real estate is not done the way rea- reality shows right. are done, and they're all either. fake. That gives us an unfair or unrealistic idea about what an working with an organizer should look like. Because as you said before we started recording, if I have to empty out my closet and put everything in my house that's a piece of clothing on my bed, it's probably going to sit there for six months before I finish <laughs> sorting all of it, right? And, and that would make you human, right. right? So when you are working with a client, what is your process? How do you, let's say you've got a basement or Marshall's attic right. to go through, how would you start working with them?
3: Well, you know, each uh, situation is different, and I customize according to the personality of the client, according to, you know, how they're feeling about having me come in. It's a big trust issue. Uh, A lot of times when I see people's homes, they're vulnerable. Somebody knows that I'm disorganized. So it depends on the client, but you know, so many people want to go through everything to see what to let go. And yeah, you could do that. The approach that works best for me is to go through everything to see what you want in your new home. Mm -hmm. Those things should pop out to you and the rest. You might need to look at again, but immediately you can start choosing things that this is going to my new home and it just, it's calmer. It You don't have decision fatigue because you're not making decision after decision about stuff that isn't important to you.
0: So I've often given that kind of advice to my clients, not quite as eloquently as you just stated, (laughs) but oftentimes what I will tell my clients is take what you love with you Yes, and I tell them to just leave the rest there and we'll deal with it after the move. But let's just focus on you looking forward first, take the things that you love with you. What kinds of advice do you give clients that might be trying to bring too many things with them to their new home?
3: Well, you know, yeah, you might have to do a few sweeps. You know, first tier, finding the absolute, I use it all the time, I love it, I'll never let it go. Do that. And then, not that it takes so much longer, but give things just another glance. You know, I do think I want this. Now, if they're choosing too much that won't fit into their new home, That's difficult. That's where compassion and empathy comes in. That's when I don't push. I am very good at asking the right questions. And that really, it really makes a difference. I have an assessment on my website that asks people questions about, you know, what they want, what they expect. Do they think it's a chronic problem? Do they think, uh, it's because they're they never learned how to keep house or their parents were in a depression you know mm-hmm. that's a big factor in america once somebody starts working with me trusting me there is a cadence we go through and they aren't so afraid to make a decision because you know we can look at it again so it's not final and you might take things to your new home that Oh, darn it, I shouldn't have even kept this. That's fine. Then make a decision about where you want that to go. A lot of people will want their donations to go to a special place. I had a woman who had a beautiful, uh, huge loom, and she was adamant. She wanted it to go to the textile center. Absolutely, that's what we'll do. Call the text, you know, have them see if they can pick it up, da da-da. So, yeah, it makes a difference if it goes someplace that you care about, that you already support, that you know someone will pick it up and love it just like you did.
0: All of us feel better when we know our things go to a nice home. Right.
3: Yeah, and when you take your things to Goodwill, if you ever look around, they have donations floor to ceiling. Now, they're taking time to separate it all out. Be sure when you donate, by the way, you don't donate things that really should be thrown away. You don't want Goodwill to have that built right. for trash. Right. You know those precious things that you want? When you move to your new home, showcase them. Don't send them to the basement where nobody can see them or appreciate them. Bring them to life in your home.
0: It's a new phase of your life. What good advice. It's so easy to just tuck things away right. and let them become forgotten. Yep. It, yeah, that's a lifetime advice.
3: worth of stuff.
0: And what a nice way to honor your process of downsizing
3: mm, by right. keeping
0: those things out and enjoying them. Right. And that's
3: something to look forward to. Maybe you haven't seen those Hummel figurines, you know, since the last time you moved 40 years ago. Yeah. You love them. Where are they? Oh, I found them. <gasps> oh. They are going to be in my new home. I know exactly where. I can't wait to show my daughter. Take she them hasn't out and polish them up.
0: Absolutely. Them love off. your stuff. Maureen, if you are just getting started with someone, what is your approach to getting started with them as they get ready to downsize and they're trying to organize and get ready to to go?
3: I want them to feel comfortable with me. I I take plenty of time at the beginning. Well, certainly when you call me, we'll take, you know, time to talk about what your situation is. But when we start working together, I want you... I want us to be on a level playing field. I'm not your boss. I'm not dictating. I want you to feel comfortable that we're going to talk about your situation with no judgment. We're just going to talk about, yep, this is how it is. And what are your goals? If you had the perfect bedroom, what would it look like? If you've got a book collection that you know half of it you'll never read, are you ready to do that? If not, we go on to something else. I suggest we start with low-hanging fruit, the easy stuff. And there that's when the client has a little more m- momentum mm. and they're excited. So I follow their lead and sometimes I'll interject and say, well, it's great you have all those books. I'm sure you love them. How about you let go of the ones you could find at a library? You know, I make suggestions without expecting you to agree. I just expect you to say what's real for you. If that suggestion of mine doesn't work, I've got a million other suggestions. Mm-hmm. Fear not. We will make a start that you're comfortable with. I take into consideration you may have wanted help for years. And it's an honor that you called me, and it's a privilege to work for you and I respect people I'm working for and I want the best outcome even more than they do.
2: I like that approach because it's almost like organization is a muscle right we're just oh. we're we're getting you used to using this muscle yes. and using this muscle and using this muscle and building it up. Let's start with the easy stuff first. Let's get used to this. Let's build up the muscle. And then when we get to tougher stuff, you've kind of equipped yourself with that kind of, that ability that'll help you when the decisions get tougher.
3: Right. With Uh, an exercise program, you don't start with 50 sit-ups.
2: Right. You don't (laughs) go on a marathon the first day. Okay, go run a marathon. See how you do. And for
3: many people, this is a marathon. Mm, Yeah. And some people can do this work once a week. Once a month. Now, if it's not a moving situation, I work with many people frequently who, I just need your ongoing help. There's nothing bad about that. No shame. We all, you know, people hire cleaners. You can easily clean your own house. Right. I know how to change the oil in my car. Right. I'm not going to do it. I don't do it. So if organizing is your Achilles heel- your next step is to call a professional.
0: So what kinds of things do you do for folks that you're working with on an ongoing basis? Are, are, are there particular, is it kind of, if if you're working with Mary, does Mary have certain things that she usually has you do each time you visit with her or are there different things? What What's typical for you when you go into someone's home? And the reason I ask that is I think that some folks might have an idea that they have to be on the border of being a hoarder before they call an organizer. And hearing that you you work with people kind of on an ongoing basis, that that's not necessarily the case, that you can work with folks just to help keep things picked up and organized so that when they need something, they know where to go find it.
3: That's the key. Uh, uh, let me just remind me of your question, I have to say. Okay. Where's the ble- best place to put this? Not the place... Where you last used it, not the place where you can see it. Where will you look for it?
2: <laughs> mm,
3: yeah, What's the that's f- the best <laughs> advice
2: ever.
0: What's the f- where's the first place you look? Yeah, because most of us just leave it where it lies, right? right. The last place we used it. Oh my gosh!
3: <laughs> and this is not about messy. My house gets messy, and then I straighten it out because I love organizing. Yeah. Uh, it gets messy. Everybody's house gets messy. That's where you live. That's your home. And then you pick up periodically. I have a, I use acronyms. It's PSA time. Put stuff away. And what? if you just do that for five minutes, ten minutes a day, you'd be surprised because ten minutes a day is how many minutes a week, how many minutes a month mm-hmm. that you hadn't done that. We receive more mail today than Mm. people did in a year, 50, 100 years ago. Mm. And, of course, we're inundated. We're not all admin assistants. We don't know how to file, maybe. Um, So when I work with people ongoing, it can be any project. It can be how can we better keep your clothes in order Now that we've gotten them in order, Mm -hmm. we've taken steps in last appointments, gradual progress. And then I teach, I train, I emphasize, I want you to take baby steps. Anne Lamott's uh, book, Bird by Bird. She asked her dad, how am I going to draw all these birds? He said, bird by bird. (laughs) Uh, So I like. The aspect of education and training, because it's really like a personal coach, whether I do it in person or uh, virtually. I want to educate and teach people by taking one habit, and I learned something from a dentist years ago. He said, you got to floss your teeth. I said, I never think of it. He said, you batch. While you're watching TV, you batch a second task by flossing your teeth. So I encourage people, what's the one thing you can do at the same time something else is happening so that you stay on track? Little by little, you're going to work on that habit. It's not going to come right away. But suddenly, you're going to find out, holy cow, I've been doing that habit, and it works. Every time I come home from work, I put my keys in the same place. Seems like a small thing, unless you're the person who loses their keys all the time. So whatever we're doing ongoing, we have a relationship. We're comfortable with each each other. But um, it's all about learning.
0: I love that. That's one of the things that I think I have learned this year is that habits are not neutral. Hmm. They either add to or take away your life. And that's just something I've learned this year. As a salesperson, there are certain things that real estate agents have to do day in and day out every day. Um, We have to be in love with the boring (laughs) and do the things that may not be very exciting. But if you do them as a habit, Mm -hmm. it's not not painful. It's just something you do. And if you remember to put your keys in the same place every day... It's, it's either a positive experience, or if you don't put your keys in the same place every day, it's a painful experience. There is sure. no neutral habit. There's no such thing. It either adds to your life experience or it takes a lot of energy away from it. Right. And even if you're just practicing, you're
3: not good at it, but you're practicing. One day out of three, you might do it. You know,
0: That practice gets better. And isn't that true of everything? Being willing to form the new habits. That's 99% of the battle is to be aware and be willing to practice new habits. And mm. to have somebody to be your
3: accountability partner. Yeah. I say that gently. You know, I'm not, you know, you don't
0: hit somebody with a stick. Uh, I promise
3: not to do that.
0: Maureen, I am reminded of one of the clients that I referred to and I want to say it's probably been Gosh, six or seven years now, oh. the one that I'm thinking of. Um, they hired a, a newer company that had just surfaced in the Twin Cities metro area. They um, put they held out a shingle as a senior move manager. They were a new company, and they helped this gal move um, and told her that they would empty the house out for her. A couple of weeks later after her move, her basement was still filled with a Mm. lot of her husband's old memorabilia. And a lot of what was left in the basement were musical instruments, sheet music, things that to someone would have been very valuable. I called Maureen and raised my white flag, and I said, (laughs) I need help. Um, I've got a client who thought this job was going to be done. Can you help And Maureen ever so gently walked my client through the process of sorting some of the really both financially and sentimentally valuable stuff in that basement.
3: Which there was a lot. There
0: was a lot. And then the other stuff that went into the hole of forgotten items, right? The things that were boxed up and just didn't really need to be gone through. Maureen just did this in a way that my client felt honored and respected and also felt like she could do it. Because if I had told her to go home and do it alone, it wouldn't have happened. Um, She had just moved out of a house she'd lived in for 50 years. She had just said goodbye to her husband, and all of those things belonged to her husband. And Maureen walked her through not just the process of sorting and organizing, but the process of identifying what's valuable and what do you need to keep. And you did it in a way that honored her memories. And I will forever be grateful to you for helping her through that process. And that's an that's a perfect example of how this gal wasn't a hoarder. No. She needed she need she needed a set of arms mm-hmm. to help her sort, but she needed the shoulders. She yeah. needed your shoulders, too, because she would not have been able to get through that process, I don't think, with anybody else. Yeah. Well, she was
3: just the sweetest woman <laughs> in the world. You know, yeah. I, you didn't know, but long after she and I finished, we stayed friends. And she was like 80-some years old. She was the sweetest person in the world. Yeah. And she was stuck. Yep. And she just couldn't see a way out of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just want to give one example of a tip that maybe, you know, you don't think about. So you've got all these wonderful memories and and they're attached to heirlooms, beloved items, holiday decorations. I encourage you, if you can't do it yourself, get some help, to make an audio or video telling the stories about those things. All those memories are still alive in you. It's best to share their meanings with family and friends. Now, they may not want
0: your Christmas tree, <laughs> but they'll love hearing your stories. So, Maureen, when folks are ready, mm-hmm. not if they need you, but when they need you. You gotta be ready. You
3: gotta be ready. <laughs>
0: not done, you know, you gotta be ready okay. in a soft way. So how do they get a hold of you?
3: My website is sendinmaureen.com. And how about a phone number or email for you? Uh, 651-233-7717. And just to let you know, from the time you call me, we start the conversation. I take all the time you need on the phone. And then when I come to your house, we take our time. And I tell clients, if you don't jive with me, I know other organizers I can refer you to that I trust. So it has to be the right fit.
2: Send in the Navy. Send in the Army. Send in the Marine.
0: (laughs) Maureen, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us and give some folks tips on how to get organized. Oh, this was so fun. I'm so glad. And it's so fun to see you again in person. Great to see you. And nice to meet you, Marshall. Nice to meet you. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of The Change Agents. If you have a question that you'd like included on an upcoming show, simply call 612-352-9177. That's 612-352-9177. Just leave your question there and we'll do our best to answer it. Also, please hit subscribe on whatever podcast service you found us on. If you can... We'd also love it if you'd take a moment to rate and review the show. We're always interested in hearing feedback on what you'd like us to cover so we can make this show exactly what you need. Thanks so much for joining us. And until next time, we wish you the very best.
1: This has been Change Agents, brought to you by Lisa Dunn with re Results. Lisa is a senior real estate specialist. You can find her online at thechangeagent.net. This podcast was produced by Minnesota Podcasting and recorded in their St. Paul studios, and they can be found online at mnpodcasting.com. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the individual participants and may not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of Remax Results or Minnesota Podcasting.